All right, welcome everybody to the roundtable, episode number 17. So we have a very special guest, uh, being Isaac, first of all, my son, and the producer of our podcast, who you hear me refer to, and I've had people say this, like, you talk about him all the time. When are you going to have him on here? Well, Isaac, welcome. Here I am, not behind the screens anymore. <laughs> yeah, so everybody can see Isaac, so it's been... Uh, awesome for a couple uh, reasons. One, it's always great when you can work with your kids and be able to do something that you're both passionate about. So uh, again, one of the things that um, Isaac has always been passionate about is communication, broadcasting, that type of thing. So you want to tell our audience a little bit about that piece yeah, of your life? I, uh, throughout high school, I took classes with uh, Mr. Altman. So I did Sports broadcasting, radio, one, two, three, radio labs, TV, one, two. And then I was going to do like uh, their HNHS today, which is like kind of like a podcast and you do like news for the school and everything, but uh, they took it away. So I ended up just doing labs another year. But yeah, working a lot with Mr. Altman just kind of got me into the habit of doing stuff with cameras and I enjoyed it and I enjoyed being able to make projects that didn't look like garbage. So <laughs> It was it was <laughs> it was fun to but do. But it was something and, in school that like yeah. made sense. Yeah, right. and I, uh, Altman was a great teacher and great guy, which helped like me enjoy the subject a lot more because I hated high school and I hated being Amen, in school brother. all the time. And so that was like one thing I could look forward to throughout the day is like I still got class with Altman. He made it fun and let us be creative. And so that was like fun. The fun thing about school is someone that's not always telling you what to do and just says, go do what you want and I'll right. help you do it. So. Well, and again, big shout out to Mr. Altman yeah. because, uh, again, not, not only did he sell me a Volkswagen that we drove for a really long time for a really great price. Thank you, Mr. Altman. Yes, but he also, again, that whole passion for kids that you don't normally mm -hmm. get. Like when I grew up in high school, you didn't get a chance to do a communications mm -hmm. class and you didn't get a chance to, you know, be able to look at radio and TV. And like they took you to New yeah, York. Yeah, we right? went to uh, New York. So he takes a couple of his kids like every other year. I don't know if they're still doing it because of COVID and everything, but COVID's so, not real. Yes, <laughs> he has a <laughs> he has a friend that works in a, a news station up in New York, and so he uh, brings the class of kids up there. And so like we got to go on to Good Morning America. Um, we got to go. Usually we go behind the scenes into a football game, but we couldn't that year. I don't remember the reason why. But uh, we got to go into like the control room, see how everything was done. Sit what you back. said is amazing, right? Oh, it's like it's if ridiculous. You look at when people, this is the funny thing. So when people come in as guests and they look at Nick's production room, yeah, our control out. room. So <laughs> Nick is our Nick's producing today. But if they look at Nick's production room and all those TVs that are up there, they're like, "Wow, oh, yeah. like you guys are sophisticated." But when you told me that there's like. It's, 20 or 30 oh, TVs it's, Oh, it's more. There? It's a whole wall. I mean, like a whole from end to end. I mean, TVs, there's like eight And so, like, the guy, there. like, what Nick's doing right now from a production standpoint or mm -hmm. what, like, Nick has people on Sunday morning that does mm -hmm. that same thing, right? They produce and pick nope. which shots. They have to look at 30 TVs? 
Like uh, 30 yeah. different there's, shots? There's like eight guys like spaced all across this room. They all have headsets on. There's one guy in control, and he's calling out all oh. the shots. And I would be a stressed out mess oh, looking at 30 different it's, it's, screens. It's different like up here. Like, I mean, you can feel the pressure sometimes because, I mean, you're live, so you don't want to make mistakes <laughs> and look dumb. Right. You don't want to cut to the camera that's right. pointed at the floor. Right. And right. so, I mean, when you're doing it for like a news station, then, I mean, oh, these I dudes imagine. are like stressing. I mean, it's intense when right. we're watching it back there because they're like don't talk to them just stand here and watch because they're like gonna do their own thing and yeah it was crazy i couldn't believe it. i was like i'd never be able but to it's do really <laughs> neat though that it's like hey you take a classroom thing oh, yeah. you know and teach kids about it and then mm-hmm. take them and show them an experience like there's i don't know how many people would think like this could be a real life job mm-hmm. you know because again one of my dreams has always been i want to be a color commentator for football games mm-hmm. like i want to so the closest i've ever got is being able to announce being the color guy for lexi's volleyball games which i know nothing about volleyball <laughs> but i could be a good color guy right like i could right. add in the you know yeah. i've watched her play enough that i could add in so i want to be a broadcaster. Somebody give me some love and let me broadcast a football game. There's no chances anymore. I don't have any kids playing anymore. Give me a chance. Mr. Altman, can I come on and do some hunting to North yeah, Color? Seriously. Well, yeah. that was the thing, too. Like, if Altman, like, if you really cared about, like, what you were doing, like, he'd invest into you, help you find school, so, like, go do it and, like, further it if you want to do it. Because right. there's, like... A lot of kids that just take the class because Altman's cool and then they're like, don't essentially have to do a lot. Kind of <laughs> like Jeremy. Jeremy would come in there and just sleep every single day. Yeah, we can say what we want about Jeremy because <laughs> yeah. Jeremy ain't listening to the podcast. Right. Yeah, no, Jeremy would be like, this is a perfect class. You get two hour nap. Yeah, he would just come in there and sleep yeah. and Altman was just like, well, I mean, you can fail. Like, he was like, if you're not going to put in the work, like, <laughs> right. I don't really care. Right. But the people that did, like, uh, Jared Matheny, and I mean, there's a, I can't think of all of them off the top of my head, but every single yeah, one. Yeah, they went I on mean, and done stuff. Yeah, I mean, they're like, doing stuff on, like, ESPN, and, mm-hmm. like, Julia Christ, uh, who I went to New York with, is, like, a famous YouTuber now. What? Yeah. <laughs> There's somebody from Huntington that's a famous YouTuber? Yeah. Wow. Hey, famous YouTuber, can you put our podcast out <laughs> yeah, there and make seriously. us famous, too? <laughs> because we, we said, what's her name again? Julia Christ. Okay. How did she become famous on YouTube? I don't know, <laughs> but she did. What does she do? Do you know? Have you seen any of her I YouTube think I, stuff? No, nah, I haven't watched any of her videos. But I it's, mean, because the just, one guy became famous because he's gonna box people, or no? What's it, that guy's I, name? I, I think it's just like about a, the blonde guy. What blonde? Logan yeah, yeah, Logan. Paul. Logan Thank and you, Jake right? Paul. Like he's got out there doing. Well, yeah, the, the one run, does a uh, podcast now too. Like okay. impulsive or something like that. I, I think know. I don't know. We need to raise our ratings. People, listen, make us famous. Yeah, we just need However, you do that on social media. We just need to be no featured idea. on something, huh? Someone famous just needs to give us a shout out. Yeah, somebody <laughs> famous, give us a little help. We we're, need, we're stuck in the bubble of Huntington <laughs> right now. <laughs> Get us outside the bubble. Well, yeah, seriously. Okay, so any of you YouTube famous people, but anyway, cool experience broadcasting. Both of us love doing this. Uh, you know, Nick has given us a great environment up here to be able to do it in. Um, and again, remember the the whole idea of the roundtable was have conversations about real life where people can kind of get to know, mm-hmm. you know, who we are. But at the same time, talk about how does scripture fit into real life? Right. So what else is going on in your life? What else is happening? What is new? We always ask our guests, what are you watching? You know, what oh, are you man. doing? Uh, what's important in your life right now? Um, so right now, I mean, I'm training for a Spartan race one that he got so. me involved in. <laughs> and by the way, I have worked out three times this week. 
Well, that's I could barely good. see. What? I said that's not very good. Are you kidding? It's what is today? Wednesday. That oh, means so I, you've done it every day this yes! week. Yes, okay. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I've been grinding. <laughs> I could barely sit down on my chair today, but I've been grinding. Well, that's good. I okay, I thought I thought you said three times the past like week. N- well, okay, so the pe- weeks before. I had good intentions. Yeah. I didn't do very well. Yeah, well I got you. attacked by a German shepherd. <laughs> Just run in here. You own the huh? gym. <laughs> I, listen, I'm out there running on the road, and a German shepherd seriously attacks me. That's what I'm saying. You Snarling have, German shepherd. You have a whole gym with multiple no, treadmills. I'm terrible. Let's just lines, say. Lines set up for distance. No, I know. We just <laughs> talked about this at our staff meeting. Like, what are you doing? Get back and be disciplined again. So I'm know. in. So he's training for a Spartan race. For a Spartan and race. I'm training for a Spartan race yep. because I don't want to puke. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah, hills well, hills sure aren't you're natural. Not, you're runners. not going to puke. Well, we're not natural runners, all right? It's not in my genes no, to go s- run six no, miles. We, no, here's the deal. We run so we can smash people. That's in the hill jeans. Yeah, for like right. football. Yeah, like yeah. there's a purpose. Run across there, knock that guy's head off. Yeah, right. Like okay, I'll run as hard as yeah, I can. Yeah, but that was like five somebody. yards. That's a lot different than <laughs> six no, miles. <laughs> it might be farther than five yards. The point is, we'll run to the table yep. and eat. We'll run to smash somebody. We'll run away from snarling German shepherds. Yep. You know, because we don't don't like any of that. But just to run to run. Yeah. But at least this one, gonna... listen, they. There's obstacles, so you yep. get like run a little stop, run a little. Well, stop. that's that's how the 5K I did was. It was it was uh, three miles and it was 56 obstacles. So 56. This is only 21 obstacles. 25. Oh Judas, you said 21. No, no, no. It's the 5K is 20. <sighs> it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> the 10K is 25. It just goes up like. Listen, five I talked to it. Lance Clark. Okay, and so Lance, son-in-law, who does this as like a competition like he really wants to do mm-hmm. this the last time got put in the medical tent because he had done mud runners and so he decided to do a spartan and the spartan was so intense he made it halfway through and had to get put in a medical tent because he's passing out well he probably did he do more than six miles no what no he was because they ha- they have like a half marathon no i know spartan you signed race. me up for it remember yeah on accident <laughs> yeah on accident <laughs> I did. No, on accident you put me in the beast and i'm only supposed to be in the little beast or whatever it's called yeah but no like he's saying like this stuff's serious oh yeah i mean it's that's why you had to be 18 you have to sign a waiver to do it well in case i die yeah i mean yeah they're not responsible listen for it. here's what everybody knows if you're watching me on spartan race my kids know this do not resuscitate me i'm ready to go to heaven if I keel over and start foaming at the mouth, just walk away and finish the race. Yeah, okay? that's, that's the way probably it's not going to happen. What? There's no one's going to let you just die out in the race. <laughs> they should. <laughs> Don't not, make me live. I'm like ready that. to go. So if I'm foaming at the mouth, just keep on running. You know, just put a cone around me. I don't want to be stepped on while I'm playing there, but yeah, yeah, let people keep going. Just you can up. you can be the 26 obstacle. <laughs> <laughs> you got to jump over the dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> Or the guy that's dying, right? One of the two. Yeah, just jump over the top of him. That might be me, you know, because I've already said this. Like, the idea, and I wonder if this is really true, that they said if you don't do an obstacle, you have to do burpees. Yeah, it's 30 burpees. I'm not doing a burpee. They watch you, they make you do What them. if I don't do them? What are they going to do? Well, then you're not going to, like, pass the race, I so guess. So then I don't get a medal? Yeah, probably not. Bull crap. 
do your that's burpees. Bo- I don't want to <laughs> do a burpee. <laughs> then do the I obstacle. I hate burpees. See, that's that's the mindset I got right now. Is I'm not doing burpees. I am the same I don't thing. Ca- I don't care what the obstacle takes. I'm doing it. <laughs> okay, why? Well, I don't want to do I burpees. don't want to do a burpee, but you're not robbing me of my medal. Yeah, seriously. I want the medal. I, I paid the extra, medal, too. I paid like the extra if I did $12 all that, for it. Is that what it costs, $12? Yeah, to for put, the like, your time on the back. Oh, no, you get the medal for if free. If I go but. through that crap and they're like, you missed a burpee and they don't give me a medal, I'm taking well, somebody they just down. Well, they just won't let you move on, I'm what? assuming. Like, there's people, there's, like, stations. And so, like, you do the obstacle. If you can't do it, then you do burpees to the side. Listen, I hope and I don't have like to fight somebody watch. over this. Well, you won't. Because, huh? You won't because they're in charge. <laughs> you won't get your medal if you don't do them. Listen, if there's some pansy telling me I missed a burpee, I'll kick him off the chair and keep going. Like, that ain't the way no, it's they, working. No, they stand. Huh? I don't think they sit the whole time. This is going to take two hours. They're going to sit there for two hours? two hours. It huh? starts at, like, 8 a.m. And they sit there the whole time. And it's, like, 8 from 12. All right. So, anyway, we're training for a Spartan race. Training for a Spartan doing? race. What else are you doing? I uh, just bought an Oculus. So... <laughs> That's pretty awesome. It actually <laughs> is pretty cool. I hate video games, but Isaac has this virtual reality yeah. for anybody that doesn't know what Oculus yes, is. Uh, Oculus Quest 2. It's the newest uh, virtual reality and I, from Nick Facebook. Nick gave you suggestions last week. Yeah, right? it's the Richie's Plank Experience. I was looking about it. and Did you, you get it then? No, I haven't What was the one yet. he told you to get and you got? Huh? There was something else he told you to get. No, we were talking about Super Hot. Super hot. Yeah, yeah so right. it's, you it's, did that, right? Like you got. Oh it. yeah, I have. I yeah, beat, the thing I, beat I was doing hot. was like lightsabers. Yeah, he he was playing. Boxes. You were playing Beat Saber. Yeah, yeah. I was practicing for my drumming. Yeah, you it's know. yeah because it goes to the beats. No, I know. That's why Michelle she won't let me drum, but <laughs> I got rhythm, Michelle. Yeah, super hot it is awesome. No, it's like slow mo matrix. Like you're, I mean, you're submerged into it. Is this the thing Jeremy was doing, and you were watching on the app? Yeah. Okay, he was terrible. Yeah, he was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he was doing, but you showed it on that on your phone, and yeah. I'm like. What in God's green earth is oh, he yeah. doing? He, he's, because he's that rough. can't be normal. No. Like, what he was doing wasn't working. No, all my friends have been pretty bad at super hot, except Kyle because he has a VR. Okay. But it does it does take a little bit to like get used to like the mechanics of like being in virtual reality. Here's what I want. There was a guy, Nick, who sets up all your computers that comes in here and works. Kevin said that there was this thing like. Hey, why go to Paris? Because you can just put on your virtual reality and walk around I'm sure, Paris. I'm sure there is an app for I it. Want, I just don't know what it is. So listen, so Sherry and I are thinking about going to Fort Worth, Texas mm-hmm. over spring break. So leave after Easter Sunday. Yeah, I'm like, seriously. I want a VR at first so I can kind of have an idea what Fort Worth looks like. So and If I find the app for it, I mean... It's not hard to like download yeah, them. I just need like, to find just, the like, app. Walk around Paris, and after putting on that headset, oh, I would really believe it because it's like real. That man. was seriously like real. Like yeah. I'm looking around, like, wow, mm-hmm. this could be a problem. Yeah, right? like I could be. I hate what, video. That's games, what me and my friends were talking about. Is like, can you imagine like 30 years what this thing's gonna be like? Can you imagine 30 years what kids are gonna be like? No, I can't. <laughs> The iPad is the virtual pacifier already. No, I know. Can you imagine? I I can just imagine. Like, have you seen that? uh, Is it called a progressive? You know, where they always are having Mm -hmm. these commercials and that guy's riding around in a vehicle and he's eating hot wings and he has, like, red stuff coming out of his mouth and he's sitting there going... 
This yep. is going to be the new virtual reality world. People are going to have their Oculus on. Yeah. And they're going to be sitting on their couch and they're going to. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Have I you mean, ever Have you ever watched Black Mirror at all? Huh. Black Mirror. It's Black like, Mirror. okay. It's really like strange, and it's not for everyone. So disclaimer. So Nick has watched it. So Nick's shaking his head. But there, there was uh, one episode. You know the one where they like put the thing in their eye and they can like rewatch their memories. Yeah. So it's like what? that. It honestly wouldn't even surprise me if that was like what the future is like. To rewatch your so, memories. Yeah, like so it they, can go into your brain. Yeah. So they have like these things that were put on and it's like the episode like goes on. And so like as they're like doing stuff, like he has like a job interview, for example. And so he like goes in and the interview doesn't go so well. So then he's like in the car and he like pulls out his remote and clicks on it and you can like go see what you just saw. So he's like rewatching it and was like looking at like what he could have done better and all this. And so it's like, it's like going, reviewing the yeah, tape. Yeah. So it was like he like watching film. Right, it goes through the whole episode and then essentially it just keeps showing you at some points that they're just like stuck and they're just like reliving their memories instead of like actually living. So I'm like, that wouldn't even surprise Listen, me that people are Jeremy just like zombies. Listen, when Jeremy told me that he would have a phone implanted in his head so he didn't have to carry it around, like, yeah, like Jeremy, your... Jeremy's done. <laughs> I'm like, what has happened to this world? <laughs> He's like, dude, it'd be awesome. They no. just like stick it in your brain, and well, that's what you I... just think you want to call somebody, and it calls them, and you get. I'm like, that's what Elon Musk is working on. What Neuralink? It's Neuralink. A, yeah, it's a chip in your brain. That he wants to do no chips. Nope, I don't. No I, that's chips. What, that's what I told him. Like, Mark of the Beast. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to be a cyborg. Right. Like, Mark I, of the Beast. This is what's gonna happen. It wouldn't surprise me. Huh? It They're gonna be tracking me. us around. Like, isn't this like the big thing? Like, this is gonna be the same so thing. I'm I, not getting the vaccine. I'm not getting a Neuralink. <laughs> I'm not putting none of that stuff Nick, in you're me. You're getting the Neuralink. <laughs> Have you ever heard of it? You've heard of it before. You're not getting. Mm-hmm. You're not going no. that far. I don't want to. I don't want to be a robot. Like I can function fine myself. It would be back to what was the thing I watched as a kid? Cyborg? No. What's that? Uh, Terminator. Terminator. Yeah. Right. That's what it's going to turn into. Dude, I know. That's what huh? I'm saying. Why I'm not doing although, it. Although, <laughs> although, listen, I would if Tesla came out with a truck right now. The cyber I, truck. That truck is ugly. I'm saying it's, a real it's bulletproof. Though. Listen, the Hummer that's all electric. The <laughs> that Hummer thing that's is all awesome. electric, a thousand horsepower. Yeah, dude. If that thing was affordable, I would be having it. LeBron has one. Huh? LeBron has okay, one. Okay, well, I'm not gonna own one because I hate LeBron. Well, he's hurt. He's if hurt Michael right Jordan now. owned one, I would have one, but not LeBron. Because remember this whole argument, who's the best ever? I just think you can't compare him. Uh, well, it's easy to compare. Yeah, you're right. You can't compare him. It's, Michael it's, Jordan is far better than it's LeBron just, James. It's just whole different eras huh? of basketball. Like, everyone just shoots threes now. No, and I don't. But I don't think – I just think it's hard to compare. Like, I, I think, like, back in the old days, you know, it was, <laughs> it was like – the it, old days. Yes, it was. Oh, I mean, it wasn't I wasn't – long ago. I wasn't born, so, I mean, it was old <laughs> enough for that. <laughs> Michael Jordan winning championships was 20 years ago? Dude, no. I was born in 2001. He what? was not winning championships in 2001. <laughs> Here's the deal. You're right. It's not comparable because Michael Jordan's so much better than LeBron James. Well, it's just like a whole different style of basketball. People didn't shoot threes back then, and people only shoot threes now. I mean, back then, I think it was just No, like, and I know the star I mean, players like, weren't protected like they are yeah, right now. I mean, like, it was he like, would get thumped. And it was fighting. Like, no, I mean, no. it was like street ball. Seen, that's why the <laughs> NBA used to be fun. It was like watching hockey. Yeah, if you knew the Detroit Pistons were playing – 
Listen, it was like watching a hockey game. Hockey's like, oh, puck, puck, puck. Fight, fight, yeah, fight. And everybody's right. like, yeah, <laughs> hockey is now awesome. Yep. Guy got his tooth knocked out. Same thing. Detroit Pistons are playing. I mean, at one time when, uh, was it the Pacers? And the Pistons got in and it spilled over into the crowd. And people were throwing beer and chairs. <laughs> and I'm like, NBA, wow, this is good That's stuff. That's what I'm saying. It's just not like that anymore. It's soft. <laughs> no, I know. It's, it's soft, soft now. That's why I'm saying you can't compare yeah. Michael Jordan. Okay, so I like Michael Jordan. Huh? I think he's better. Oh, but. I know. Brady and I. Brady seriously got mad at me in Europe because oh. we were having this argument. He oh, stopped talking. He literally wouldn't talk. To no, I know he wouldn't us. talk because <laughs> Isaac and I kept saying no. It's Michael Jordan, just to make him mad. Because yeah. not that I know that much about it, other right. than I watch Michael Jordan and I'm no, not I sure. Just, I, like I just the wanted to make Brady mad. Of LeBron James and <laughs> right. yeah. So Brady seriously gets to the point like you guys are idiots and he won't yep. even talk. Yep. You know, won't say anything. All right. The other thing you're doing, what are you watching right now? What are you What are you watching on TV? I am watching iCarly <laughs> right now, <laughs> which is the weirdest thing ever. I don't think it's weird. That was literally like my childhood. You know how like no, nostalgic it is. Okay, to, like, so when you were a child, it? it made complete sense to watch iCarly. You're 20. What so you, why it's are you watching? it's even funnier now. <laughs> why? Because they have stuff I didn't get when I was a kid that I get now, and I'm like, ah, well, that's <laughs> that's what you were sneaking in. So there, there were subliminal messages that you didn't get. Dude, as a they, kid? it's like all kid shows have huh? that. There's so many like adult what? jokes that are just slipped in there that like I never picked up. There are adult jokes in oh, iCarly. They they have like children working in a sweatshop in one episode. Like <laughs> yeah. And I was like, how did I like not think of this as a kid? But yeah, they like it's really weird. They're having kids make t shirts for them and they're in like third grade. And so they try two different styles of like how you work the kids. And Sam, a character on the show, has them working like in a sweatshop, like in the <laughs> bottom of this hotel. They get no food. They're eating like horse hooves, and it's like oh. hot in there. I mean, they're sweating, and I'm like, this is like kind of dark. And I was just like, never thought about it when I was a kid. You just I guess. Thought, oh, that's normal. Yeah. yeah people <laughs> in basements making making yeah, t-shirts and making, all the time. Making penny tees is what they were making. <laughs> making what? Penny tees. Penny tees. Yeah, they was just is... like two random words on a shirt that make no sense, but. Yeah, that I, was just the episode. But I, I was like, it's, yeah, that's funny. I was like, I never picked it up. but Well, I mean, Sherry will say this stuff. She'll be like, oh, you know, that cartoon that you watch back. And then the cartoon will come on when Hadley's watching. And she's like, oh, it just brings back so many memories. She's like, you remember when you used to watch cartoons? I'm like, no, I was scraping hog poop <laughs> on Saturday mornings, <laughs> okay, not it, watching cartoons. It's, it's not like it's like a cartoon. It's like, okay, I'm saying this like whole like back to memory lane to what you used to watch oh on no, TV. Oh, no, dude, they're still my Listen, favorite I'm shows. still trying to figure out, would there be anything in my memory that I would have watched on TV? Like, what would have been something when I was a kid that I would have watched know, the on The Andy TV? Griffith show is pretty old, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I did not watch the Andy Griffith show. Well, the, or they have that huh? Nom, that Nom. Who? Isn't that an old show? Nom. Or something like that. I, I don't know. know. It's I about like Vietnam or something. Okay, I don't or know. Or Nash. That That's what it's called. No, it's called Mash. Mash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, so Nom, Nash, Hey, I was, get, I was getting there. <laughs> I did not watch MASH either. Okay. So there's well, those, none of these. Those are like the like only I'm sitting here trying ones. to think, what was it that as a kid that I watched on TV? Okay, TV like wasn't popular. When Nick, you were how old kid. are you? 39. 39. So what was your like back in your childhood TV thing that you watched? We watched like Scooby-Doo, <laughs> Save by the Bell. 
then Scooby Doo. <laughs> Scooby Doo is great. I love Scooby Doo. Oh, Saved by the Bell. Like that's something I thought Isaac watched. You see, almost like you guys are the I same age. Too, Did they really? I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever watched Save the Bell. I don't think I've ever it's heard of it. It's not Save the Bell. Saved by the Bell. Saved by. Huh? No. Uh, yeah. Remember Nom? <laughs> chill out, dude. <laughs> it's just like Nom. Okay, listen. That's not my era. Yeah, I don't know. I have to think back of whether I watched TV. Like, I'm trying to decide if there was something I. I watched just feel on like TV. you didn't, because it's like it wasn't like a culture thing back then. Well, why is like, TV, TV such a big culture thing now then? Because we can't just go drive around and sit on the side of the roads. We get pulled over for that now. <laughs> What's like, that supposed to mean? That's what we used to do? Yeah, you used to drive to an old dirt road, turn on the country music. And roll, drink some beer. Yeah, roll we the windows do down and yeah. chill out. Yeah, we can't do that so there's anymore. no more driving to country no, dude, roads. You get and soliciting tickets for that. You know what I thought of the other day? So I'm over there. So we got this calf project going on. We're trying to get some calves going over in... Uh, Adams County, some Amish people. And so you mm-hmm. drive over in Amish County, and it's nice yesterday, and here's all these Amish kids. They're out there playing baseball and football mm-hmm. and running all around. And you drive back into Huntington, and you look around like, there ain't a kid outside. They ain't doing nothing. You know yep. why? They're inside with their Oculus hey. watching Nom. You just got <laughs> to have a balance. What? You just got to have a balance. Like, when it's nice outside, like, I want to go outside and, like, fish and play basketball and, like, enjoy being outside. But when it's cold. Okay, so that's a great question. Is Would you think, let's do a poll between you and Nick. Would you think most kids have a good balance between? No. Huh? No. So, no. No. Nick? Between balance between TV and outdoors. Do most kids have a good balance? No. Yeah, so that's the that's my problem. I so just what get, do you do? I, I just get tired of like sitting there for so long. I used to be able to do it. Like I used to go to friends' houses and we would stay up literally like all night long and play video games. And it was like not a thought in my head about it. Like so you kind of like grew out of it. Yeah, and then it was hmm. just like now I play for like an hour, two hours, and I'm just like, all right, I'm kind of bored. Okay, well Jeremy ain't growing out of it. No, dude. No, I feel like he's I, growing into it. It's just like a, I think it's a personality thing. Like I just get like antsy, like sitting there, and then I mm. like want to go feel like I'm not a worthless piece of space, you know? <laughs> like I want to go like That's do, how I do feel. something. Like I get off work now and I get home and you know we eat supper and we sit down. And it's like seven o'clock at night and we watch TV. I'm like. I feel like such a worthless piece of space. Yeah. Like when I just sit there that's and watch I hate, TV. That's why I hate the winter because, like, I can't even just, like, sit outside. Because, oh, like, I, w- yeah. I wouldn't even, like, mind not doing anything outside. Like, at least I'm outside and can enjoy right. it. But right. Enjoy the weather outside. Yeah. When I'm sitting inside throughout the winter, all winter long, it's like seasonal depression is, like, a real thing. You know what? <laughs> I would have never believed that. But when – I think that's happening now. Like, when I don't get the sun – like no, when you don't see the sunshine, I'm like, what's going on? Because I'm like seriously not depressed, but it's like, no, you just there's feel something like about the sunshine. The yeah, something about the sunshine that just makes you be like, oh man, I, I'm feeling good about. That's that. what I'm saying. That's why I love to just like go outside and just be in the sun instead of sit inside when it's gray all the time. Because then it just makes me feel like yes. gray. <laughs> so so let's talk about so something that you've been on the other side of the the production side of it. Nick's been a part of these conversations a lot. So if the, if kids aren't, don't have a balance, whether it's social media, phones, TVs, Netflix, whatever that stuff is, how much effect is that going to have on them as an adult? And what is our responsibility? So, I mean, you're a young person right now. You look around at your friends or you look around at like, you know, juniors and seniors in high school and you see this, do you think it's going to have a long-term effect, or do you just think most of these kids are just going to grow out of it? 
I think that it's like some of the kids, like I know we're really tearing down Jeremy here, but <laughs> like <It's okay. laughs> Jeremy doesn't <laughs> listen to the podcast. Jer- <laughs> Jeremy is a good example of it because he's just like I feel like it's the personality with some people. They're just like struggle to be motivated and like want to be successful and like want to do something with their life because then they just like fill that time with video games because they don't have anything else to do. So then that's just how they so spend it's a per- the- So you're saying it's a personality thing. So I think so. I okay. mean, like, I think when you're in, like, high school and, like, middle school, like, some kids are going to play video games more than others. But once they're, like, out of school, then they just kind of, like, grow out, of, grow out of it, I guess. They're just, like, don't sit there and play all night like I did. I mean, you still mm-hmm. you can still play video games, but it's not like I live playing video games. You, you know, know what I mean? You know what I think is I'm surprised that adults play video games. I'll probably play video games. No, I know. Like it's a real thing. Like they really like. Cause Nick, you play a vid- You play some video games, right? Like, but I think it's a cool. Like, I almost feel bad because it is a way to connect with your kids. Oh, for so, sure. So, like, when you guys asked me to play that COD or Call of Duty, <laughs> I tried yeah, that, that was and I'm rough. like, I wouldn't play that for five seconds. Yeah, like, it's, it's I cannot figure it out. I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, I just got shot. That was stupid. You know, yeah. I'm like, I, I love you guys. I cannot sit here and get shot over and over again. It doesn't make any sense to me. Or, like, I don't even have the personality to just sit there. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's cool, like, when Nick talks about he's talks with his kids or he does mm-hmm. that stuff with him. I'm like, if there is a balance, it is a pretty neat way, mm-hmm. I well, think, to connect with the world they're in. Yeah, that was a thing with, like, COVID especially, I think, is, like, the gaming industry like boomed during COVID. <laughs> so did the it, dog industry oh, and yeah. the pregnancy yeah. Quarant- industry. Quarant- quarantine puppies and babies. <laughs> That's right. A lot there of video games. A lot of babies <laughs> born and a lot of puppies were taken in. Yep. So yeah. But th- yeah, they said that it was like it helped people like not feel so depressed and anxious because it's like you get to go like in another world and go do something hmm. else and escape from, you know, being in your <laughs> crappy 2020 stuck in my house can't Hmm. go do anything and that is interesting i probably don't give that enough thought of like where people's minds are like it helps Mm -hmm. them escape from the reality that life sucks well that's a a lot of things like especially with like athletes is like that's one thing especially when i was in like football and stuff like all of us played a lot of video games because like our whole life was football Mm -hmm. like all we did was go to practice or lift or everything we were doing was for football i mean more than 40 hours a week i mean we were high schoolers doing that with school and expected to get all of our homework done all of this so i mean at some points we were like stressed out and like wanted to decompress so it's like you yeah go and play so video- yours is a release so you're yeah. saying like video games are a stress reliever oh yeah for sure because you don't really have to i mean don't get me wrong they make me really mad <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's a it's a different kind of mad because it's like you get to go like do something else other than having to be stressed out no, like that's about a, what that's you're doing the point. all the time I, again i'm a very unfortunately i get very narrow-minded about those things because like when i'm stressed out i just go work yeah, like, that's I, a great I, stress reliever right. for me. But well, obviously, understanding that people's personalities are different, and so what? Is, what is that escape? Well, you know, I, I just think it's like we grew up different. You know, like you didn't grow up with video games and screens and technology, and you grew up with hard work, spit, grit, and duct tape. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've heard it said like that. Hard work, <laughs> spit, grit. And duck, duck what? Duct tape. Duct tape. Yeah. <laughs> going, going. I mean, it's just a whole, whole different kind of growing up. Oh, 
Oh, that's funny. So I think that's yeah, definitely that, why we, you know, do our stress relief in different ways. You know, ways I just wonder, too, like, what is that balance? So what is, I mean, so, yeah, we didn't have it. And there are a lot of people would say is like, oh, my gosh, kids need more of this. And then, but I wonder, like, is there, is there also that other side of it that, you know, the air, people that grew up the way I did err on the side of working too much. Yeah, you know I what I mean. So. Like err on the side of you don't know how to have fun anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. You're like the whole idea of like what does it mean to actually have fun? You've you've been in a grind for all of your mm-hmm. life. The idea of like sitting down and laughing at a TV show or taking the yeah. time to go to a well, movie. I mean, I grew up with a lot of people that, like they they had never went on vacation. Yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, that's work. what I would tell you too. I mean, sometimes Uh-oh. when you were dad, here, here, here. dad will sit there at home Dang and. It. Say, like, I feel like the worthless piece of space, you know, but it's like all you've done is work all day long. So it's like trying to learn of like it's okay to have downtime and like (sighs) be chill and not be working all the time. Because I do think that is the like wisdom a, of our children out of a child's <laughs> mouth, right? They, they, they're teaching us, Nick. I do think it's no, like you need to be, be okay with like being like lazy sometimes when you've worked hard to be what. <laughs> I mean, it's not really being lazy, I guess, when you've worked hard all the time, but to not to not have please don't put that in mind. <laughs> to not Bre- be busy twenty four seven. Again, you're right. Like there is there is this idea that you should be able to work hard and play hard. Yeah. Right. So that's what I'm. I guess mm-hmm. my point in all of that is just saying, yeah, there's your generation errs on the side of playing more than they do working. Yeah, that's why I we I err think, on the side of working more than we do playing. And so we would all agree there probably should be a balance in there where Mm -hmm. we can all learn to work. But, I mean, and I see this in you guys is that, you know, for the majority of my life, I've worked 80, 90 hours a week, you know, and and that's just what was normal to me. But like with you guys, you know, Brady and you and anybody else that grew up at home is like, listen, I'm okay with 40 or 50 hours a week. Like I don't need to – for me to be fulfilled, I don't feel like I need to work 80 hours a week. That, mm-hmm. that there's, a, there's this positive in downtime. There's positive in relationships. There's mm-hmm. positive in having space in your life. And, yeah, I think it's just a, it's a generational thing, and I think we could both learn from each other on what, you know, what's the balance and mm-hmm. how can we help people recognize that balance. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about Sunday because we've, we've talked a lot, so we might be getting close <laughs> yeah, to it. And we want to make sure what uh, we, we get in this, this whole idea of – so Sunday was a vision casting message, right? Mm-hmm. And so obviously for you, you grew up like this because for 17 years we've essentially talked about the same thing. Like we need to try to figure out how to reach people, mm-hmm. you know, and we need to figure out how to create environments – um, to be able to reach people. And so we talked on Sunday, like the Great Commission. So Jesus said to his disciples, okay, I'm going away. The only way the world's going to get reached is through people reaching people. You guys are plan A. That's who I trained, you mm-hmm. know. So now you need to go out and you need to reach them, teach them, and send them back out to reach more people. And so we said, like, what does that look like for us individually to be able to do it? And how do we, you know, go down that road? And so maybe share with me a little bit, you know, through your own life and your own situations. Like, what does it look like for a young person today to try to reach their friends? Because that's the other thing that 
you know, Nick and I have talked about this numerous different times. The 18 to 24-year-old generation, 25-year-old, 20, they're missing, right? Oh, yeah. Like, faith has not been an important part of their journey, mm-hmm. and they didn't grow up with it. And so we're saying, hey, Isaac, go out and reach your friends. Or Nick's saying to his kids, go out and reach your friends. And the challenge of that is way different than it was when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Most of the time when I grew up, people that were around me, they might not have liked the church or maybe they might have been, you know, in the terminology of the old people out Mm -hmm. sowing their wild oats. Yeah. Have you ever heard that before? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're out sowing their wild oats and... Once they get done with that, they'll get back on track. Yep. And they knew what back on track looked like because right. they grew up in it. But that's not your generation. No, so yeah, talk a little sure. bit about that. So I think definitely, like, a strategy that I've had to do is, I mean, you you know, especially because you're my dad. I mean, I didn't have, like, the best high school experience growing mm-hmm. uh, or going through it. Um for the audience that don't know, I lost a couple friends. My grandma had died during that. So it was just kind of like a lot of loss, like all at once. And again, so, a lot of loss at a kids that are, again, at young age. I mean, these yeah. kids were 15 yeah, I mean, and 16 years old. Yeah, eighth, my eighth grade year, I lost one of my friends. And then I lost my grandma my freshman year. And then I lost another one of my friends my sophomore year. So it was like those three years in a row were kind of rough. Mm-hmm. Um, made my high school experience kind of rough. I wouldn't say it like reshaped my personality but it definitely made me grow up a lot quicker and like just want to do things on my own a lot more I guess and so it was like that whole experience kind of like I mean it was wouldn't say like traumatic but I mean it wasn't great either well again when we say (laughs) trauma it's not like that's a negative term right the people have trauma regardless of whether it's big or small I mean it is trauma and that was a big faith test for me because it was like I obviously grew up I mean you're a pastor grew up in a Christian home like I knew what my foundation was but it was like after all of that happened I was just kind of like pissed at God like seriously like all at once like why are you doing this to me and like what did I do to like have all of this happen at once especially it was like I didn't really like know what death was like I knew like of it but it wasn't like personal to me yet so it was like once it was like personal and it was like these are people I love, I'm like, seriously, like you're gonna take all of this away from me at once and just expect me to like figure it out. And like looking back on it now, I'm just like, I really should have just like put my trust in him, but it just kinda gave me the mentality of I'll just do it myself then. Right. Well and, again, it's easy to say that. Like right. looking back on right, your memories, sure. it's easy to say, Well, I should have responded in a certain way, but yeah, I mean there's nothing that, that can you know, when you lose somebody that you love and mm-hmm. you're trying to make sense of it all and it doesn't make sense, just, I mean, that's yeah. easy to say, hard to do. Right, for sure. And so now that I can look back at it, I mean, um, like I had one of my friends, I won't say who it was, but uh, he came back from college and we sat down and had a talk and he really opened up to me about how he was like really depressed and like really anxious and was having thoughts of like taking his life and everything. And so it was like, I got to use those, like, years of hardship and, like, I mean, because that was, like, a big window where Satan could, like, attack me Mm -hmm. because it was, like, me trying to do everything on myself just led to me, like, isolating myself, and then it was just, like, okay, then it was, like, all in my head. I'm just going to do everything myself. I didn't want to reach out because I didn't want to, like, burden people. It was just, like, I'm just going to figure out this whole deal by myself. Don't need God, like... And then that was just, like, a huge attack on my, like, headspace. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, I mean, I knew what kind of thoughts, like, he was, like, talking about. And so it was, like, 
now that I had those years and like knew what that was like, it was like I could relate to him. And so it was like he thought he was the only one that like thought these things. And so it was like then it was kind of crazy that I could like look back and be like, thank you, God, for like putting me through that so I can like reach him. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's like a big thing for like kids my age to like try and reach them for God is like they don't necessarily like care. I was like, some of them know, but it's like they're more focused on like, I want to live the college life. I want to go do whatever I want. Like I'll get to church eventually. And for some of them, they have uh, no foundation. And so it's like hard, hard to build that with them. So it's like, I try for those ones to like use my experiences. Cause like most of the time, like I've been through a decent amount for being, you know, 19. And so it's like, it gives me a broad spectrum of like, Hey, like I've been there. Like, I know what you feel. And it's like, I'm there with you. Like, you're not the only one. And I think that's like a big thing for kids my age is like, they feel like they're the only one going through things. Well, and I think that you can, again, you can be proud of your intentionality. I Mm -hmm. mean, we said a long time ago, and I've said this on the podcast before is as a parent, I'm not going to pick your friends mm-hmm. like and I'm not going to tell you like your friends are awful and terrible people. I'm going to mm-hmm. say, let's reach your friends. Mm-hmm. Like if, if they don't know Jesus, let's try to reach them then. And yeah. so the intentionality of, you know, and we've done this with, you know, each one of you on the I've done it with, the you know, all the boys and Sherry's done it with the girls is like invite them to a small group, mm-hmm. bring them to our house. We'll feed them. Everybody likes food, mm-hmm. especially kids your age. Yep. Everybody loves food. Everybody wants to see somewhat of a normal family unit. Like mm-hmm. a lot of your friends didn't come from a normal yep. family unit. So being around a family unit made sense to them. And then let's just sit around and, and let's really look at the Bible. But I never invited them. Mm-hmm. I never, again, wasn't in relationship with any of them. It was the intentionality of you saying, I'm going to reach my friends. And you went out and you brought them in and, and had great experience throughout mm-hmm. your high school career of being with these kids and and helping them. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, it's just hard to do it alone. I think for anyone, whether you're 18 or 40, I mean, it's hard to do, you know, that walk alone with God. And so I think that was, like, helpful for all of us. That was, like, we're doing it as a group together. And so I think, I mean, from from those guys, I mean, they'll say, like, that was some of the best experiences of my life is, like, getting together and, like, being able to figure that all out together. Right, right. and do it together. Yeah, You know, right. the, 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 the idea of not doing it alone, going through it together. And speaking of together, mm-hmm. we got to give out – we have a, a new podcast listener, right? Isaac's girlfriend, Bree. Oh, yeah. Is now Shout out Bree. Yeah, that's what I mean. So we got to make sure because this is the new this is the new chapter of your life, right? Mm-hmm. Is is that you know you're in relationship with Bree. You've been in a relationship with her for a yep. long time. Two two years on Easter. Two years on Easter. Love you, babe. Love you, Bree. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what we've always said: that in a relationship, this is the thing. And th- and I've seen this, you mm-hmm. know, with you is is that. When you're in the right relationship, you make each other better. And Bree has been a great addition to you and that you guys as a partnership and Mm -hmm. looking at how you can not only reach your friends but her friends and that you guys' commitment to those things have really been good. So that's the other part is each Mm -hmm. season of life has a journey and Bree's a part of the new season. She, I wouldn't be who I am today, I think, if it, like, wasn't for her because it was, like... Look at that, Bree. You get the (laughs) shout-out on I wouldn't be who I am today without you and I get, well, you know, you could have not worked as much. (laughs) 
Well, okay, listen. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Isaac. Listen, we, I love Bree. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. She has been great for you. Uh, bring you out of your shell, you know, from yep. that depression piece. I don't know if depression is the right word, but just like trying to figure yep. out your emotions and going through life. Bree has been a, an awesome addition to that. Mm-hmm. And she actually listens to the podcast. Yeah, seriously. Right? Unlike, unlike your wife. I know. Golly. I know. Come on, Mom. I know. I know. Come on, <laughs> Sherry. I, you know what, though? Here's the deal. You're on it. She'll yeah. listen to this one. Yeah, she'll probably you know, listen to this one. That's what I'm saying. She, anything for her kids. Mm-hmm. So, again, we want to wrap it up. Any advice that you could give to young people today? Oh, man. Uh, be be intentional. I mean, there's a, I know that's kind of like what we talked about last week, but I know at least from my personal experience, there's a lot of kids that feel like they're alone and that it's like, I think Satan's biggest attack on my generation is just distract them with as much garbage as mm-hmm. possible. And so it's like make you feel like you're alone to the point where it's like you're only person that can relate to you is yourself and your cell phone yeah and i think that's become like why the gap is getting so big on why i want to play hard and like not work and go do stuff anymore because kids don't really know what to do with their life so then they just sit there and envy people that do know what they know what to do with their life and then it just becomes i'm stuck on my cell phone all the time to the point where it's just like you're a zombie like i'm looking at my phone and i don't even like realize it because then it's just stuck in your head, and it's like a routine of like, okay, when I'm uncomfortable, I'll just get on my phone. Right. And it's just became that, like, this is my pacifier instead of, like, that's why I've tried to challenge, like, myself with and my friends with is, like, when you feel those, like, times, just, like, pray instead of, like, getting on your phone. Right. And, like, let's see the difference it can have and just, like, being intentional of, like, wanting to have a relationship with Christ instead of, like, just do, having a relationship with your phone all the time and trying to live your life through a cell phone. Because it's becoming a pretty bad world out there trying to (laughs) live uh, life through a cell phone. And people are just becoming more hateful, I think. And I don't, I mean, that's what I talked about with Kyle last night is like, you can't even walk around and say like hi to people anymore. Because everyone's just like pulling their mask up and putting their head down and walking forward. It's kind of like being in New York City. Yeah. You ever walk through New York City, Nick? So you go through New York City, everybody has headphones on, like you can't yep. talk to anybody. It's just yeah, like, no one no one wants to talk to yeah. you. It's just keep my head down, keep walking, like don't look at me. And I think that would be a pretty sad place for our world to end up in. Right, and like, so the only way it's going to change, so that, let's end with this. Yep. The way it's going to change is we're going to learn to be intentional. We're going to learn to, you know, do what we can, whatever it takes to be in relationships with people. Find those things that are the connections. And maybe it is like what Nick was was talking about is like this whole idea that connecting maybe means that you play some video games because that's an interest to you too. Or maybe it is going hunting or fishing, but it's something but find intentional connections that build relationships and not have intentional connections with a virtual world that you never that you never build a relationship in and so seek out those relationships be intentional about those things remember that we are plan a that the way to get the gospel out is to actually tell people about it the only way we can tell people about it is being in relationship with them so we're going to challenge you get in relationship be intentional allow god to use you to change the world so thanks everybody for joining us and we look forward to seeing you guys next week see ya